0: Yes, uh, I don't know. I might drop the link today. I might drop the link. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to drop the link. You don't get too many trolls in the morning. You understand? Just drop that bad boy right now. You don't get too many trolls in the morning. How y'all doing, though? I know y'all know what I'm doing, but how are you guys doing? I'm feeling good. It's been a great week, as you can see. Um, It's not that I can't tell you what what I'm working on, it just don't feel like it. You understand? I think I've been too trusting and too... um, I've been living life the way I wanted to live it. I wanted other people to live it. And that's just not the case. A lot of people are going to take advantage of you th- that way. You understand? Okay, Splash is in the house. He has his coffee. And he has the wireless headset on. I'm going to tone down the profanity because Sonia Smith is at work. And you know, there'd be people at work that try to have me in it. The- you know, on the speaker at the cubicle or wherever they at, then I just start flipping out. If I do feel like I'm going to flip out, I will give you guys an indication so that you can turn the volume down. I really want, um, I want to give people a chance to get in here before we really start. Today's show, I'm going to title this Food for Thought. Food for Thought. I found out some interesting things, by the way, when I started doing this research here. And it really bugged me out. Only because if this research started taking place in the 1970s and really started taking off in the 1980s, which we'll see then this should give us some type of idea of how long people will plan and wait and have the patience to see their plan fulfilled, right? It's one thing to execute something. First of all, plan something, execute. But then the expectations, say what you want about whoever you want to call these people, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter. the, the whole Illuminati thing is just muddy in the waters at this point, right? Because then you got other trolls that take advantage of that. Then they're going to do straight. They're going to give you. Your optics in your mind, what it wants to see some. And, and maybe that might be true, but they're going to capitalize off it. What I'm saying. And you may miss the whole picture trying to dive so deep into the Illuminati. You're going to waste about a decade on that. On that trail. <laughs> Never mind all that. There's people out here that have hidden open agendas, hidden open agendas, and that's one of the scarier ones, right? When it's when they tell you about it, and it's a lot like these bills that they present and they pass. Um, a lot of these bills are named something that are pleasing to the ears and then the next thing you know you know you're you're like oh yeah that sounds like a great bill right but even with simple bills like the infrastructure bill they hide all type of hidden secret agendas like clauses in there that would later protect them and it's like how many times we the people gonna fall for this right so let me go ahead and I'm going to start the show, man. I learned something and I had, um, I, I saw it as a setup. Saw this as a setup. It said the Common Agriculture Policy, CAP. I never heard about it before. Um, common Agriculture Policy was a European thing, right? It was about food, environment, and the countryside. It says it was a partnership between society and agriculture that ensures a stable supply of food, safeguard farmers, income, protects environment, and keeps rural areas vibrant. All right, cool. But they did something that was, it was kind of genius, in my opinion. In the 1980s, the Farmers was paid by this CAP. They were paid for whatever they produce. They didn't have to sell it, right? This is why this is, is going to be an important important video. And I, I, I could care less about how many views it gets because what I'm building is a portfolio, right, for people to come back to when they need it. And that's the gist of it. I don't care. As long as I have a strong portfolio that resembles my brand, that's what I'm, I care more about right now. So because people do ask me, "You, where's that video you put up? And I know this right here is just like information that people need to hear. So here we go. In the 1980s, the farmers was paid for whatever they produced in Europe, whether they sold it or not. Now, if you're a farmer and you're hearing this, you're like, oh, my gosh, I just hit the jackpot. Like, let me call my lawyer to make sure if this is true or not, because I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. And then your lawyer tells you, no, it's actually true. It doesn't matter. Just grow it. Just grow it. And they're gonna, they're gonna buy it. And they're gonna pay for it. Automatic sales. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You you like, yo, this can't be, this is this is heaven on earth. Right? And what began to happen now, think about 1980s. Think of what was going on. I remember specifically, we are the world, we are the children. Right, And this is not so much AIDS, if I remember right. If I remember right, I think this is hunger. We are the world. We are the children. I didn't look it up. It could have been AIDS, right? But if you don't have any, it will. Everyone in my demographic should have some idea. But just in case you're a young person, you stumble across my page You over here being nosy and you want to learn something, I commend you. Let me tell you something. I don't want to talk too much. This is why I'm not mentioning the school. And I will mention the school when the time is right. And that amazing principal over there who has been, selected to go to the white house and talk why because she turned around one of the most notorious school in queens and turned it around and again I, I i'll say her name when the time is right and turned it around and when i tell you that this is some of the brightest minds i'm not just telling you cuz i'm working with them i promise you i'm telling you i've sat down with these kids and i'm like you guys blow my mind. You blow my mind. And it forced, they were so intelligent and they were so, they were so everything, man. They have this full of energy that they made me and Bimmy change around the program that we initially walked in there with because we said, oh my God, what what, what happened, man? Like we got, there's a lot of kids here that, whoo, just are talented, intelligent, and it's just amazing. But getting back to this, because I have no idea why I went off the rails right there. I'm pretty sure it was a reason, and it's gonna come back to me. But 1980s, you got "We Are the World." Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Kids coming over, and um, because a lot of them, they they were talking about um, current events. And I did not expect them to go that deep into the current events and articulate the way they did. You talk about sixth, seventh, eighth graders going deep diving into the the world current events, Ukraine, gun laws, transgender. I was like, whoa, that is, y'all knocking me off my feet right now with these conversations, right? And it gave me, I'm not gonna lie to you. What it did was, see splashing, yeah, th- th- these, That that experience helped me out And that's why I'm not going to compromise Right Because At the end of the day I just can't Like Monster Mo said I can't be up here I can't have people come to my page And then it just look crazy Right With Me just talking reckless all over the place And then the youth is like Yo Saladin what's your page And then I You know it, My page just look nuts and I felt monster more in that yesterday, right? And I was like, that, that's crazy. Here they are. Their, their intelligence is surpassing a lot of adults that I see on the internet. So what, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I can't do it. I'm good. You understand? I'm good. So we're just going to build up this good portfolio over here. Anyway, getting back to this here story, Europe, 1980s, um, Europe is buying up all of the farmer's produce, be it food, wine, no matter what it is. And when it becomes a surplus, all they do is store it. They store it and it wastes. They store it and it wastes. Meanwhile, the reason I'm putting emphasis on the 1980s and we are the world We Are the World was a whole, a whole union in solidarity against starving people in Africa. You had, I don't know how many artists—25, 25 to 40 artists on one song. I don't know. It was a lot of famous people. On one song that got together, we are the world. We are the children. Song sold millions. We became known worldwide, people crying, everything. Michael Jackson was in it. It was crazy. I think what's more crazy is the fact that. Europe had an abundance of food. <laughs> Yo, I'm only laughing, right? I'm only laughing because how crazy is that? For you to sit there and sing the song. I know you've seen the song, man. I, I know you've seen the song, man. So you sat there, heard the song, was like, oh, this is amazing and you had a surplus of food in <laughs> all type of warehouses and, yo, you didn't do nothing to help? You didn't give away that, that food? But the, I, I think the bigger question is why didn't you give it away, right? Who said you couldn't give that food away? Who stopped you when you went to go give away the food? to Africa, to starving people, to people starving in third world countries. Who said, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Just let your food rot. Don't don't give it away. Chill, chill, love it. You Huh, That's crazy. Anyway. Let's get back to this cash cow, right? Because here farmers are like, yo. You already know, Splashing. You already know. I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm minding my tongue right now, beloved. But please feel free to go off in the chat. You understand? And I'm peeking down there and I will tap in on your frequency. You already know. It's you already know I want to say way more, right? but I'm going to reframe right now <laughs> because that is cold-blooded, reptilian, cold-blooded business right there. But don't worry. Just keep watching the show. We're going to get busy. <laughs> um, As this cash cow, Nah, nah, nah. You good, bro. As this cash town starts to really, people start to really get in there in the momentum. And they start to take out loans. They start to buy equipment. You know that equipment that'll knock down trees and level the land and dig up rock? Oh, they get into it because they got the money. It don't matter what they grow. It don't matter how much of it they grow they gonna, they got an automatic sale. So how do you lose? How do you lose? Like, never mind making making mortgage and car notes every week. Now you pretty much you got the ability to become rich overnight, right? So now that you got a surplus of money, the next thing logically is like, yo, square foot-wise, if we thinking on square footage. We can start, start making more money per square foot if we buy more land. Let's go. And that's what they did. They started running around, buying up all type of land, leveling the, leveling the land, right? Cultivating it for farm work. Started making more money. Now that's the rise. Now watch the fall. Watch the fall. Eventually, word got out that this was taxpayer money. <laughs> and those that was not farmers, because we not all farmers, right? Those were that of us that was not farmers. Hold on one second. Okay. Sorry about that. That was outraged. What do you mean? First of all, my taxpayers. So you mean I get paid. Money comes out of my check. You take it out of my check. And then you spend it on farmers. No matter what they 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 grow, you're going to buy it. With, the, with my money, right? Yes, that is absolutely correct. Okay. But then you let the food go to waste. So what type of sense does that make? So there was public outcry. And you're not even giving it to the poor Africans in Africa. You're just letting them sing songs and die of starvation. And I remember that time. It was crazy. It was a lot of images. Of I'm talking about skeleton children with pop bellies. It was the grossest thing in the world because you knew that people with so much money could do something, especially hindsight right I was young, so it was just more or less like, damn, that's crazy right there. but now that I'm looking back at it and I have hindsight is twenty twenty by the way so now I'm looking back at it and i'm 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 able to research all the money you spent on wars. I'm like, wait, what that's crazy. I could we could research and find out how much you spent on wars, man. You spent millions, billions. Oh, next week we're doing a show on the banana wars. We'll get into that how the military was used to protect corporation money, businessmen down in the South Americas and Central Americas and all that. We'll get into that. But see, this is what I need everyone that is a part of this channel to be able, you know, to stay conscious of. To stay conscious of that your business people went into politics so that they can change the laws to help the business and the, I'm not, I'm all for capitalism, by the way. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against capitalism. I think you should be able to capitalize of certain things, but when the capitalism starts to change the way of life on earth, where it is no longer healthy, I'm against that. Right. Capitalism has nothing to do with you making money. Like you, um, changing the standard of living to a, a low standard of living and just making it horrible conditions on the planet. It doesn't have to be that way. It is the greed at that point. That's that's not capitalism. That's just greed. And a little bit of a demonic... A little bit of a demonic mentality, in my opinion, right? But let's get back to this. So you got the corporate greed. I mean, that's you got the public outrage, and they're like, "Yo, check this out. This whole CAP that y'all got going on is out of line." So the government goes back, and the bureaucratic. Leaders and the and the, the businessmen—they all go back and they revise this thing. Meanwhile, listen to me. Let's make sense of this. You know, they only want they you they only you only see what they want you to see, right? You only hear what they want you to hear. So, my point is this. These strong men and women could have stopped the media from promoting this program. But what did they do? These same men and women that was pushing this this policy for farmers to get paid. Here's the genius. Here's a lot of times where people don't see the magic that goes on and what happened just now. These same men and women turned around and started to promote the outrage about the program. Why? Because they set they set you up. They knew you they put it in the bag. They knew you was gonna try it. And they said, watch what happened. When we give them the free money, they're gonna go crazy. They did exactly what we wanted. They brought up all the land for us, right? Now, they, these same people that was pushing the policy started to show the outcry to the people. And they said, yo, all the people are like, yo, what, what, we, we upset. They start putting it on all the media stations, sitting back, waiting to see what happened. The people demand a revision. So the people say, so the, the so the businessmen say, yeah, I guess. And the government said, we well, I guess we got to do a revision. The people are not happy. They came back and they said, well, we can't pay you guys anymore for food that you, we're not going to use. It's just not right, and you know what I'm saying. So the program is basically over. What I'm telling you, the program is over now. What do you do as a farmer now that you went out on the ledge? Right, you don't went out. You put it all on the one. You don't got new farming equipment because you figured the program is, the, the money's coming in. There's no way I could lose. You was right when the program was in effect. There was no way you could lose if you did your calculations correctly, right? You was only going to get richer and richer and richer. But unfortunately, things are seasonal. So therefore, You got caught musical chairs with your pants down with nowhere to sit. And they pulled the chair. They pulled the plug on the program. They said, we're not paying you farmers any more. So you got to find your own buyers for the food you produce. Whoa. So this is what happened. Now the farmers. (laughs) It's not funny but I'm just laughing at the ingenuity of these guys. They're so crafty with it. All of a sudden, majority of farmers are going into debt. They can't find anybody to buy the produce. They can't pay the bills. And what happened? The corporations came in and brought up all that land. (laughs) Yo! Genius! Genius! Corporations came in, brought up all that land, beloved. Guide him! Guide him! (laughs) Now, I remember, I remember back then because my family has land down south. So the United States, they had something similar going on since the 1950s, which led to basically the same type of demise for our farming debt over here. It wasn't just over there in Europe. By the end of 2005, the Federal Reserve had an excess of 200 billion due to the debt, the farming bubble that they created, and they left about 2% farmers being allowed to farm and that company we know as Monsanto and another company. I was unaware of called Archer Daniels Midland. They was able to reap the benefits of the farming demise over here. This is big plays going on. Ladies and gentlemen, big place. now being that I never heard of this Archer Daniels Midland I said what is that ADM I never even heard of that I heard of man Monsanto because they've been getting all the they've been getting all the the bad press so I had to look up this here Archer Daniels midland good morning Trisha how you doing just a small pot today We over here building up the uh our portfolio, Trisha, and make it look like something. So I'm not gonna focus on um the things that I know could get me numbers. I just wanna build up something so that people, whenever they want to come back and um and really re research something and say, okay, I heard it somewhere. It's on one of these videos Saladin, got. It'll be right here. And that does happen all the time. People reach out to me on Instagram. Where's that video that you did about this? So I just wanted to kind of straighten up my brand a little bit. All right. I discovered this guy named right here. Dwayne Andreas. Dwayne Andreas. 1965, he purchased 100,000 shares in Archer Daniels for $3.3 over the following years, Andreas gradually increases holding and his influence in the company, eventually becoming the chief executive of ADM in 1971. I'm not going to lie. I like hearing, kind of like hearing um, ruthless business tactics like that, you know? Because this is sport to me, right? That's just getting your way to the top. But what you do with your power after that, that affects the majority of the people on on your continent. That's something different. I see that as something different. He's he's quoted down there for writing, um, for saying, we're the biggest food and agriculture company in the world, right? Which is crazy because I've never heard of them. He's passed away by now. but I've never heard of him. He is credited with transforming the firm into an industrial powerhouse. Under his leadership, the ADM grew from 40 40 processing plants to about 3,000 workers in the Midwest to 274. That's a lot. No, that's a lot, beloved. He went from 40 processing plants to 274 processing plants with 22. 3,000 workers around the world. Now, that's a lot. Its soybean export shot up from 1.5 billion to 7 billion. Now, you did your thing. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, beloved. You understand? You can't take nothing away from that man right there. Andreas remained CEO until 1997. And he stepped down as chairman in 1999. Now, this is what we spoke about earlier. Successful businessmen are going to get the attention of people that are already in government. We got to talk about that. Oh, the Archer cookies. Is that the same? Is this the the same Archer? It could be. You know I eat those Archer cookies splashing the lemon, the lemon frosted joints. Ah. Don't get me started, bro. Get me started. I told you yesterday. Or the day before, me and Bimmy are riding around in that big boy Phantom. It's not, was it a Phantom or the Rafe? I don't know those cars like that. You understand? I do not have the money. It's not going to twist I don't know. I don't know about these cars. I'm closing the door by myself. He's like, yo, you got to hit the button, bro. Close closed by itself. Excuse me, sir. Excuse. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Okay? Don't let the chain fool you, Bimmy. This chain is fake, bro. I'm out here selling wolf tickets. I just want you to know that early. I don't know nothing about this fancy schmancy pushing buttons, doors closing by themselves business. Right? So he's on a steady 15 miles per hour in this joint wherever we go. You understand? Music blasting, 15 miles per hour. That's how we rolling, wherever we go, highway and all, 15 miles per hour. Right? So <laughs> we end up in the Bronx. He whips it over. <clears throat> Yo, I got to go get a Krispy Kreme. I said, What? In my head, I'm like, No, oh, I be beefing with my wife about bringing home the Krispy Kreme. I do. Bring that nah, don't bring that devil's food in here. Yo, you want something? He don't know. So I tell him, yo, it's my weakness, bro. I got, I got a problem with donuts. <laughs> a lot of people got they got their own problems, bro. I can't help y'all. You know? People got a problem with dog food. Got the problem with the dope. Got the problem with the, the fentanyl. A lot of weed problems. A lot of y'all in denial. A lot of y'all got the weed problems. You don't think you got a problem, cut it off for seven days. So I'm like, yo, I got a... <laughs> it's my weakness, man. I got a problem with donuts, bro. He's like, me too. I'm like, I right. Just give me one jelly donut. He's like, all right. Why your man came back with a dozen of donuts? I'm like, bro, is we going to see somebody? Cause I know we just left a meeting. So it's just me and you, bro. You thought we me and you was about to sit down here and bust down a dozen of donuts, blood? You crazy, bro. <laughs> Yo. I ain't gonna lie, I did have three of them joints. But that's why I didn't want any donuts anyway. You understand? Would you bring i I'm like, I say, yo, bro, you can buy one donut? He's like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bro, you know me and you got problems with donuts. Why would you go in there and let these people hustle you into a box of 12 donuts, bro? This is not none of this is good for me and you. Jesus, only thing, that's why y'all seen me on the treadmill that night when I went live. Yeah, that's why I was on the treadmill that day. Hey, Trisha, he put it in the bag and I tried it and I couldn't deny it. It's crazy. He put it in the bag. I tried it. You know what I'm saying? I asked for one donut. He came out with 12. I'm like, right, give me three of these joints. And you know the crazy thing? I kept on saying no. He was like, yo, you you, you just want another one? I'm like, nah. All right, let me just get that. <laughs> yo, bro. Enough. Ixnay on the donut eh. You understand? Or we going to be the new fat boys. And that's crazy. I did not get out here to be. <laughs> start up the new fat boys. Nah. Y'all see me on that treadmill early that night. Nah, we not doing this, son. <laughs> Start hanging out with, with dudes with money. It get crazy. He yelling at me for whole, for manually closing my doors. Good sir. I close my own doors. I don't <laughs> I am not familiar with all this push buttons and it closes your door for you, sir. Please mm This is Mr. Dwayne right here. Dwayne uh, Andreas is his name. He says in 1961. Now, that's what I was talking about, right? The power that you gain as a businessman at some point you're going to be rubbing shoulders, right? And this is just, this is just, it doesn't always, you don't have to be super rich. You become more wealthier, you get more money, you get more prestige, you're just going to be in rooms with different people, and that's just what it is, right? And sometimes you get lucky enough where you don't always have the money right away, but you get put in a room for whatever reason you got put in that room, intellect, whatever it may be. And then your life will change. Now you 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 rubbing shoulders with different people. That's a different network. That's a different network. So this here Dwayne Andreas not taking anything away from him. Because when I read his bio, you know, he did what he had to do. Splashing, trying to make me feel bad. Talk about you! I gotta be on the treadmill for two days straight to work off these donuts. You're splashing, man. All right. We talk about Dwayne Andreas right now. We're not trying to guilt trip Saladin to these donuts that he done ate. I'm gonna work it off. All right. Just for you saying that, I think I'm gonna go do a a, a mile, a mile point five today. No treadmill. Mile point five today. Saladines on it. Don't worry about it. Right after this show, actually, I'm on it. Listen, ain't nobody listening to Splashy man, he trying to make me feel bad. That's crazy. But this would happen. All of a sudden, I don't know. This dude, Dwayne Andres, was rubbing shoulders, right? And this video is not about him, but I just want I want to make some points because this happens all the time, and all the people focus on is the president, the president, the president. And I'm going to show you in this video that it's not the president; it's so many other key players that are make out here making decisions. Right? I look at the the I ain't gonna lie. I look at the president as a puppet, because for in order for the president to run for presidency. They don't spend their own money. What they do is they they get donations. And donations are like don't donators are like pimps. You understand? And this guy got caught up in Watergate for giving money to several people. Candidates illegally, you understand? Why? Because I, I what I just told you, donations donators are like pimps. So in 1961, President John F. Kennedy appointed Andreas to the Food for Peace Committee. I don't know what that is, but you guys can look it up. Food for Peace. I don't know what that is. I just don't know where Food for Peace was in 1980s when all those commercials about, you know, the kids, that you know, big pot bellies, their ribs are showing, there was flies everywhere. It was crazy. Where in the world was Food for Peace? Why was all these commercials trying to raise money like it was a GoFundMe? It was nuts. It was the GoFundMe of the 1980s, right? If you want to contribute, please call the number now. And these commercials ran day in, day out. And it's like, yo, bro, you had you had the money. No, 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 no. Forget that. Forget the money. You had the food. You had the food. You let the food rot in a warehouse in Europe. No one's talking about what we did with our food, right? because my research says that we had a similar program going on to like what they had going on. So we probably had the food. It's crazy. Anyway, on March 26, 1975, 65, um, which is 40 years later, president Lyndon B. Johnson appointed Andreas to the general advisory committee on the foreign assistance programs. So now we see what I'm showing you is this. He started as a businessman. Then he started rubbing his shoulders with some very very powerful political people and then he started to get thrown on boards where he can make decisions on behalf of who do you think Don't worry we only 44 minutes in and we're going to touch on some heavy topics I'm just I'm just having a conversation right now He's not necessarily part of the conversation, but I like for us to think. If you're in a position, I know some people that don't look out for people when they're in position, right? They can get people jobs. They can recommend people. They don't do it, right? They on this job, I don't believe in nepotism, right? And I have to respect them sort of for, their princi- for, for standing on their principles. Do I believe what they're doing is right all the time? I don't, because other people use nepotism all the time. So whereas you're not using yours, other your, your power, other people using it and they, and they get into power and they get on these boards. You think they're getting on these boards for fun? Nah, they're getting on these boards so they could change policy that will benefit them and their cronies. Just saying. In May 1983, President Ronald Reagan appointed, I I mean, the presidents just keep on nominating this guy and appointing this guy. Ronald Reagan appointed Andreas Chairman of the President's International Private Enterprise Task Force. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it is. I did research it a little bit. It sounds crazy. You understand? I always think about, I always talk to you guys about think tanks. Andreas served as a vice chairman of the board of trustees on the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. Let's take a look and see what that even is, bro. What is that, bro? The Woodrow Wilson Center for Scholars. The Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars, or Wilson Center, is a quasi-government entity and think tank. Well, it's quasi because it was half private, right? And it was half public. And a lot of the donators were private, funded. I think this quasi-government entity is bananas, but it was a think tank. Think tank, or policy institute, is a research institute that performs research and advocacy concerning topics such as social policy, political strategy, economics, military, technology, and culture. Most think tanks are non-governmental organizations, but some are semi-autonomous. You see how they try to play us? Mm, mm, mm. Double R's in the house. Double R's here, man. We over here chilling, Double R. Glad to have you here this morning. I'm here, just in case you're listening on um reversible jackets. I get quiet at times, and the people on the YouTube they can see me, but I don't say anything. So the people on uh, when I read, listen to my episodes on reversible jackets, it's like yo, why did it get so quiet right there? It's because I'm reading, and I like to think, and I I generally don't like to rush my thoughts. So here here's where I want to go. Let me make this bigger. Right. Give me a second. There we go. Article one of the United States Constitution excluded the patterning of life for moral reasons. You know, in my research, and we're going to find out why I'm even bringing this up in a second, I had to look up the Constitution, Article 1. It has several sections. And as I'm reading it, epiphanies are just popping out. So I read section one, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. I'm going to read that again and we'll break it down this time. Because, again, I don't know who's watching the show. Right. But a lot of people. Give me one second. I don't know why my pages. What do I feel like my page is stuck? Give me one second. All right, I'm back. I had to. Just trying to figure out what's going on with my layout. I really don't like my layout. I don't understand what's going on with it. And it's bugging me a little bit. There we go. I guess that's it. That's not really what I wanted to see. All right, we're back. Cool. That's what I was trying to get. In. Thank you. All right. So, I'm going to start this over right here. This is what I I want people to get. All legislative. Now, if you didn't know, government is broken up into three main branches, right? Which is the judiciary, the legislative, and the executive, the legislative is the part that makes the rules. That's the most powerful part, in my opinion. That's why I call that, in my opinion, this is why I said to you that the executive, the presidency, and you know, all these guys, that guy's a puppet, right? Because there's so much, these people are getting into politics. I'm going to keep it real. A lot of them, I don't know if they're getting into help many of them I think they're getting in because it runs in the family line family blood people see an opportunity if they do see an opportunity for change and feel like yo I could do that and you know I'll be a great candidate I feel like they there's a lot of police officers that said the same thing when they joined the force yo I could be a great I could, I could be a great asset. I could be a great asset to the police department and my community. And they had great intentions. And then, next thing you know, they get on and they get a buzz cut. They get the stupid shades, start letting their mustache grow all stupid. They got a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Attitude has changed. They're not the same person. Why they starting to be? They've already started to be conditioned to the environment, and I'm telling you, it's no different. It's no different. I see it all the time. This is why I don't like the narrative that oh, the Pan African young boys are just savages. Well. We, if if you don't want to consider The conditions they're in To making them move a certain way Then that's on you But I can't overlook The economic and the financial Conditions that Are going to force people To move a certain way Because no other race Is any different I don't care what you say No other race, no other people of religion You're all going to do the same thing which is survive when it comes down to it, right? The big question is, why are you forcing these environments to exist? That's the big question. You're focusing on the re- end result of a situation that you helped create, i.e. Jack Tesher, uh Tashir, Tesheira. Jack Toshira the 21-year-old who leaked the documents recently, right? You're focusing on him being racist. Yo, what are you talking about? Who cares if he's racist? What he leaked is has enough validity for a conversation, at the very least, for a conversation. Right. Why is our money as taxpaying citizens being spent on a war that was not approved with our our troops over there on the ground? Oh, no, that's not what they're going to talk about. They want to talk about, you know, this shouldn't be right. And it can't have, you know, now the rats, <laughs> I'm not going to say the rats, the confidential informants that they have in place are at jeopardy. And he put everyone in jeopardy because of him doing this. Always pay attention to the rhetoric. You see, they're going to be very eloquent with their rhetoric. Why? Because they have millions of dollars behind their think tanks. They have millions of dollars behind their think tanks. And they have several think tanks getting billions of dollars. And they put the money to good use. So there's no way in the world that the few that overstand something. We're not on that frequency. Most of the time, the people that are in my room, the people that are part of my channel. We're not, you know, we're comfortable in our skin. We understand we're not in the same frequency as everybody else. We understand their tactics, their strategies. We're just not going to keep falling for it. This is the poker face society. We're not going to keep falling for your tricks, bro. So getting back to this here section one, where they mention that all the legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate, which consists of senators, which... I've always said, you don't even know your senator, bro. You know your president. You know your governor. Maybe you know your governor, but you know your mayor. You know your mayor and your president. You know how many people you just left out that is out here whining and dining on your dollars, out here wheeling and dealing. Hookers, male escorts, female escorts. It's going down on your dollar, Jack. They are here cutting business deals with all type of countries. You don't even know that. You keep on putting all the blame on your presidency. Presidency don't make the laws. All right, section two, House of Representatives shall be composed of members chosen every second year by the people of the several states. And the election. Electors in each state shall have the qualifications requ- requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the state legislature. Representative and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union. All right, watch this. According to their respective numbers, which shall be determined. By adding to the whole number of the of free persons. Of free persons. That's where I had to stop right then and there. Right? Because they're really talking about you prisoners. You guys that take um take pride for being part of a system, which in my opinion is nuts to this day. Right? Because any of us could have landed there. I could have landed there, bro but I'm not about to take pride as if I was supposed to be there, right? If you would have caught me for the crime and you land me there, then I'm there because I'm that type of person. When I did a crime, I knew fully aware I could go to jail for this. What you other cats is doing out here, doing crimes, and then you get in there and you start doing all types of stuff to get yourself out the situation. That's not how the game goes. You're doing unhonorable stuff, right? Not to say that crime is honorable, But what is honorable is standing on your actions. Yo, I did that. Right? Now you got to prove. I'm not saying I did that and go in there and rat on yourself. Nope. There's a system. Uh, Please prove it. If you cannot prove it, I'm walking out this joint. If you can prove it, I'm not about to just start naming other people's business. To get me out of this situation that I got myself in. And that's just how it goes down. You get yourself in this situation, right? But anyway, let's get back to the, this here second section, right? Cause as I'm reading it, I kind of, um, let me reverse a little bit. The legal language is a separate language altogether, all together. And next week, I think started Saturday, we're going to get into language, we're going to get into maritime law, we're going to get into words. Right? Because this is what many people, and they don't understand how this system was structured. They would not believe the amount of esoteric culture that was put into our daily life they they wouldn't they wouldn't believe it and it's all around us and i'm going to point some of these things out tomorrow 10 o'clock i think i have a show coming up called um, the power of words and magic and we're going to get into that but you know this is nothing new this constitution was written on a different language that was adopted from the Britain English language that has heavily incorporated esoteric culture into the system as a whole. So reading it, it's not like just reading what they, the the English they teach you in in grammar school or traditional school is you got to go to school to understand the legal language or because some people are going to be very specific that's not true Saladin I was locked up for life all right calm down I know you was locked up for life teasing the man teasing the man give me a second brethren right or you got to go to school I mean, you you can, you can sit, take the time, and you learn yourself, which many people did. I'm not going to take that away from people. You know what I'm saying? Double R, they ready to bite my head off. It's not true, Solid All right, let's bring it back a notch. Yikes. I was on the island for 20 years. I taught, wait, 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 wait! Don't just go past that. You was on the island for twenty years. She was going on an island for twenty years. Never mind all that, beloved. I taught myself everything. I would hope so. It is splashing, learning the the legal language. It's like learning a computer language. You are not lying. It is. It is definitely so. Word the mother gang. Gang. They got crazy on me. Right. But let's finish reading that because I understood the the. And I'm gonna read it again slow. Right. Because reading this language can get boring because you the way they write it. First of all, if you have a if you're semi dyslexic, right? If you're just having problems with if you've had problems with reading regular, (laughs) simple paragraphs, which I'm not laughing at you, I've had these problems. Then it is going to be super hard to read legal language because of the way they write it. It's very ridiculous. All right. Let me see for what I got going on here. Where am I at? Do I have to read the whole thing? Oh, good God. All right. The House of Rep- Representatives shall be composed of a member of members chosen every second year by the people of several states. And the electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the State legislative representatives. See the way they're writing is is crazy. And direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states, which may include within the union, according to their. <laughs> this is nuts. According to their respective numbers, which shall be determined by adding. Okay, this is the part I want y'all to pay attention to. Never mind all that nonsense. By determining, determining, no. Which shall be determined by adding the whole number of free persons, including those bound to service for a term of years, prison inmates, and excluding Indians, not excluding, not including, excluding Indians non-tax and three-fifths of all other persons. I cannot believe that that verbiage is still in there. And furthermore, I had this conversation yesterday. The three-fifths of all other persons, as we know, are the African-Americans, the FBAs, So while I was at the school yesterday, some interesting topics came up. Yes, Trisha. Hmm. I just tried that, Trisha. Interesting. Hmm. So I was at the school yesterday. Conversation got—I'm not gonna say it got heavy, but I, I, you know, I was able to talk to these students, and I was asking them. They said they didn't learn something, right? Oh, we were talking about history. So Bimmy said, "How you know how y'all learned about history then?" And they was like, "What?" <laughs> they said what he looked at me he said yeah they don't they don't learn about history I was like what so I looked at them and I was like how y'all learn about slaves then it was like what they don't learn about that oh my god <sighs> fire burning in my in my veins, right? Because the only the only person I really have access, well now I have them, but before that I had access to my daughter, right? This is why I say to you people, do not wait for some superman to come and save to arrive. Don't be sitting around waiting for Jesus Christ. You got to do work right now. There's work for you to do right now. These people done took out history. All the history. For one reason. They didn't want to tell the story of slavery. So you know what they did? They shot their self in the foot. Yo, they ain't gonna learn about George Washington, they ain't gonna learn about no Indian, they ain't gonna learn about nothing. Bah! Shot themselves in the foot. All because they had to admit, if they teach the history, they have to admit we had they tried other tactics. They have to admit, yeah, our forefathers had slaves, and these the descendants of these slaves are here, right? And we did not give them enough time to incorporate them, right? Any body of any race that thinks collectively this little bit of time that we had 145 years was enough for us to recover. And get ourselves back on our feet. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you. If they did not intercede and interject with their sabotage, which are facts, not not making this up. You had things, that, things like redlining. I want you to teach your kids about redlining. I want you to teach your youth about black codes. I want you to teach your youths about Black laws. I want you to teach your youth about all of that. All the sabotage. I want you to teach your youth that we the, we wasn't even allowed to vote in many states till 1964. So anytime anybody from another race likes to get in my face with that conversation, I love it. Right? Because they're looking at it through their lens. Whatever they was told. Whatever they was told. And they say, yeah, but I, my people came over here from such and such. And my father, he made his bones and he didn't always have it. And, you know, he went to work every day and he made something of himself. And that is great. And I love that your father did that. And the thing about it is, the fact is this. There was no set agenda out against your father or his people that's a fact. So I would appreciate it if you bring your tone down because you're talking from a privilege, a point of privilege right now. You're not talking from any reality that existed in the last 145 years from the Pan-African foundational Black American perspective point of view. So, Thank you, but no thank you for your rhetoric. I'm good. So getting back to these people that took out history, the American history out of schools. Now, let me show you how ridiculous our leaders are and the people that they put in charge. They were willing to take out all conversation about history, which history is 2020. You understand? We can learn so much from history. From from history. They was willing to take that out of your elementary schools and they was willing to replace it with what? Transgender rhetoric. Transgender persuasion. How do you like those apples? How do you like those apples, right? Yet they feel wholeheartedly. You should trust us. We're the government. We have your best interest. They don't even believe that. All right. We are an uh, an hour, 13 minutes in. Let's get busy now. Now let's get busy. There was a doctor, Dr. Ananda Mohan Chakarabi. If I'm saying your name right, sir. My apologies if I am not. He was Indian born, he was a microbiologist who worked for General Electric. He became famous and he got notoriety for creating a microbe, which is a living organism, organism, a genetically engineered, let me say this correctly, Do you guys mind if I take some of this coffee? Excuse me. I needed that. Thank you. He became famous because he created, he invented or developed, however you want to put it, a genetically engineered microbe. This is a living organism, right? And the thing about this genetically engineered microbe was these are small, tiny, tiny um, living organisms that you can't even see with the naked eye. He was able to create these things, right? But the thing about his genetically modified created microbe is that it ate oil slicks. It ate, he created it to eat oil. And why would you need that? Well, if they had an oil spill, They needed something to clean up this oil and the water. The U.S. Supreme Court awarded him, it says, by one vote, the first patent for creating a life form. The first patent on creating life. I'm going to go ahead and eat on this for a second while you guys just think about that. All right. Thank you for bearing with me. You know, I do shows for more than an hour. And sometimes I like to munch on things. If I'm showing a video, it's easy because I can let the video play. Right now, I'm not showing the video. So thank you for that 30 second break that I was well-deserved. All right. He got a patent for creating life, which could be dangerous as you know already, right? But it was under the conditions. Now, when you get the corporate capitalistic greedy man, they think fast. They think so fast. Why? Because they already have these, they have an army of think tankers, man, right? They don't go to work like you and I. They have the resources. They have the the health, the mental health, the emotional health. They're in a position... To always think, how do I make more? How do I get more? Not only money, how do I get more land? How do I get more power so that I can control? Once Dr. Chakrabarti got a patent on life for creating that microbe, the floodgates started to swing wide open, right? And this is during the Reagan and Bush administration. We already know how Bush is getting down. And all of a sudden, patents started to come up for animals, for human genes and body parts. The corporation contend that if they own the gene and the animal Right? We talk about cross or just adding something to your gene. This this conversation is so important this morning. This conversation is so important. So if you're missing it, you're not playing me. You're not saying, Oh, I ain't supporting. <laughs> you're not playing me. I'm putting you on to some game. Let's be clear to that. of the way i have to do it and respect to anybody out there that is doing the same thing i'm doing that's finding ways as they try to find ways for us not to give you this game and let you know what's coming down the pipeline we put in the time and the work and the effort to say let me find a way to let them know So now we're getting into a conversation where if DNA is changed a little bit, they could put a patent on that. Whether that's the DNA in plants, whether that's the DNA in animals. But guess what? Whether that's the DNA in you. If their DNA is in you, listen to me. Listen to me. If they have genetically modified, when I say their DNA, if they have designed something to modify your DNA. Watch this. The corporations contend that if they own the gene in the animal or the plant, they own the animal and the plant. So, what about the genetic engineering of the human body? Yep, according to this contention, they would say that therefore they own the body. Let me just stop right there, so I can look in your eyeballs, beloved. Understand? Let's see what's going down real quick. What is MRNA? Hmm? What have they been trying to feverishly put into you for two, three years? I forget now. Three years we going on? Three years almost? Because it started to happen around the end of 2019, 2020. It kicked off. So I'm going to say, yeah, Two since 2000, for three years. They've been working their hardest to put something in your body, right? They don't know they this is this is the thing they are willing. they are dead willing to sacrifice a few for the majority. they dead willing to do that. How do we know? Well me personally, I don't know I don't know why they keep asking me to remember 9 when I know full well they had some type of partition participation in it or they turned the a blind eye. Either way, they are guilty. So why you would even insult these families to continue to put up these memorials and say, please do remember, it's insulting. Everyone is not stupid. Buildings falling out of nowhere. Those structures do not fall. You know, the, the steel doesn't even melt until it hits a certain uh, a certain degree that that fuel just was not going to make at that height. It wasn't going to make that building fall pancake style like that. Right. So we are well aware of your tricks, your antics, and for you to continue to ask us to remember a day that you have participation in is really insane. I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. But you can fool some people sometimes. You just can't fool the poker face society. That's the problem. Bidolo's in the house. He's here for it. Now they even tried everything from getting, putting chicken, selling this chicken. It got stupid, right? They tried to give us money. Here, put it in there. They tried to, they straight up extorted some people. Yo, you can't come back to this job unless you get this. Pay attention to where I'm going today. Some of y'all already see where I'm going. But if you're watching this on the replay, or if you just stumbled across here, and you're like, yo, what he talking about right now? Just hit the subscribe button. That's all you got to do. And you will learn over here. Never mind. Don't even look at the the don't even look at this the, the subscribers and all that bro. Don't look at the views. None of that. They're gonna throw you off every single time. But that they don't want you to be over here talking this type of talk. They would rather you somewhere throwing Frank stands around this, that, and the third, not talking about, yo, why you want that thing in me so bad? word splashing wild and out here blaming blaming everything on tropical fantasies chill beloved i'm not going to let you do that to tropical <laughs> check it out splashing i ain't going to let you do that to tropical fantasy you understand it's very it's very convenient for you to do that now. He's out here blaming it all on tropical fantasy, son. His whole relationship problems. Yo, son, it's tropical fantasy. You understand? My lady looking at me crazy. That's all you got. I say, yo, baby. I was drinking tropical fantasies as a teen. This is a trigger for me. Please. We need therapy. <laughs> Nah, beloved, I got stock in Tropical Fantasies, you see? Not going to let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Tropical Fantasies running around. Now nah, you can't have no kids. You can't have no kids. You... Son got a whole rabbit letter over there. <laughs> Told you to use tropical fantasies as a birth (laughs) contraceptive. What (laughs) he's looking at her, you want the pill? She's like, no. She asking him, you want tropical fantasies, nigga? Yep. (laughs) He got the two-liter tropical fantasy. Yep. You don't even worry about it. Joints is all around the room. None of them worked. Your boy got 12 kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They wanted that thing and it's so bad. Right To this day, it's not over. If y'all think it's over and they just left us alone, nah, they can't leave us alone. Why can't they leave us alone? Why do they want us in so bad? (sighs) Because they figured out if the genetic engineering is in you, if their genetic modification is in you, they own you. They own you, blood! Is what I'm saying, man. It actually means giving corporations incredible power to own and control species of the earth. This has been said by Andrew Kimbrell, the executive director of the Center for Safety, Food Safety. right we we'll say that again andrew kimbrell the executive director of the center for food safety said it actually means giving corporations incredibly the power to own and control species of the earth and that is why they've been going ham on trying to get the genetically engineered serum into your body. That's not the only reason, by the way. There's other ingredients. Allegedly. Let me start saying allegedly. You know, the AI is swift with it. The AI is swift. And uh, I got to say allegedly. And if um, already twice in the past three weeks, I won like two cases with YouTube because they had my um, visibility on. No, they have my monetization on like limited. And I'm like, why is my monetization limited? And then I had to request a human to go over my video. And they came back and was like, oh, after second notice or second thought consideration, you are eligible for full monetization. You think? I mean, I changed the music to the music that was licensed by you. I wasn't cursing people out in the first two minutes. I'm toning it down. Why you put my videos on limited monetization? Not that I expect to get a check like that that's going to take care of anything from YouTube. I don't care nothing about that, right? All I care about at this point is creating a, a great portfolio that people can come listen to and hear topics that are not readily talked about everywhere else. That's it. So at the end of the day, what I'm saying to you, if you have not caught on, is the vaccine has ingredients in it, right? It has things in it that is going to genetically modify your body, which two things. It Once it's in you and it doesn't come out, well anything that is patented by a corporation that is in a animal plant or a human being that corporation now owns that entity now this here is United States of America is a corporation so aha <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just like that, man. I don't know. I can't say it to you any other way. From the mid-1990s, the reptilian hybrid pesticide and chemical producers, notably Monsanto and Dow, began to buy the seed producers. All right. Let's get into it. Monsanto spent 80, no, I'm freestyling. Monsanto spent $8 billion alone. And Dr. Charles M. Benbrook, former board of agriculture and director at the Academy of Sciences, said basically the U.S. pesticides industry brought the seed industry for all intents and purposes. The intent and purpose was to control food and production. The law was changed still further to wait for this. Allow corporations to patent seed varieties that they have not genetically engineered. I'm going to say that again. The law was changed to allow the corporations to patent seed varieties that they have not genetically engineered. The only criteria was that no one else had got there first. Well, this was bad. Who else would allow this to happen besides greedy corporate businessmen who became politicians and changed the laws to favor them and their control? But what type of human beings would do this to another human being? Maybe a species that's not really a human being because you got to be cold-blooded to even think of some of the stuff that they're thinking about doing and not think about doing that they did, bro. All right? This led to corporations taking the seeds from the seed banks designed to protect genetic diversity and going to the patent office to register ownership. Oh, my God. So, Jesus Christ. And you're going to talk about, hold up, bro. Hold up, And you're going to talk about some young black kids. Out here wilding out because you put them in diet straits. Yeah, I'm going to put that on you. I'm going to put that on you. Why am I going to put that on you? Because it wasn't, it wasn't a level playing ground, bro. You, you sabotage everything from the inoculations, right? Again, you want to whitewash the inoculations. Um, Robert De Niro came out with a movie called Vax. that you He produced a movie called Vax. You never let him put it out. Why didn't you let him put it out? Because it told too much truth. So now he has a movie that no one will ever see. Because it told too much truth. What was it going to talk about? Well, you already struck my channel. Because it's in their guidelines. YouTube has it in their guidelines that you cannot talk about. No type of connection between certain diseases that begin with an A. And the second word is a U that has mental dysfunctions for children being born. The connection between that disease and vaccines. they It doesn't matter if there was research that connected them. Any research that did connect them is now deemed a quack job, straight music. Straight music. You see? So, you're going to tell me about the criminals in my neighborhood? I'm freestyling right now because I don't live in the hood no more. I'm, a, I'm keeping it down so with you. I live in a gated community by the grace of God. I live in a gated community by the grace of God. I am freestyling. But I, I come from that community. So I know it very well. Basically, sp- uh, splashing. Basically, that's what I'm telling the people right now. Right? So how could I comfortably sit up here and talk about some rapper, talk about some dude that got out of prison that contributed enough to life. People just make some dude that's in prison a superstar overnight on the internet. What did he do? He run with it, right? His name is being mentioned. Y'all about to run with this. I I bet you are. I would do the same thing, blood. I would do the same thing. I ain't got nothing else going on. It's only by the, the grace of somebody that your name is even being mentioned by thousands on the internet. You don't even know what you did. Maybe you broke somebody's jaw. You don't know. It's whatever. But they mention in my name right now. Yo, check this out. I'm up in the algorithm. Do what you got to do, beloved. Right? I, I can't tell you how to get money. What I can tell you is that Saladin can't do it. Not when they got real weapons out here that this these men are getting in suits every day, riding around in their town cars, playing with people's lives, bro. And then they won't even let you talk about it. They come out of their pocket. To tell the court the to tell the technocrats, put into the guidelines that they don't ever talk about this. And you feel comfortable talking about BS, you do you, beloved. I yo, you do you. I would say no judgment, but I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I do judge in my head. I just don't feel like judging on these videos anymore. But in my head, I'm one hundred percent judging, bro. I'm one hundred percent judging. Because you're taking the cheese, bro. You're taking whatever they put underneath that string. You say, I'll take it. I don't care, man. I don't care. Because you know, if you don't take it, somebody else going to take it. And they're going to be in a position that you're going to be sitting back like, yo, I should have took it. Yeah, yo, you should have took it. What you worry about my judgment for? You understand? I ain't going to stop judging, though. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because there's a whole nation out here that need us. I'm going to keep it a 1,000 with you. And I ain't waiting on no Jesus Christ. There's a whole nation that that need this. And these people were just praying on the fact that they know what you're going to do. Every time. Every time. They just praying on the fact that they know what you're going to do. So we can't talk about none of the mistakes that they made. Here it is. They had adverse effects on this. They just started shelling out small payments to people for myocarditis and all type of other stuff for the adverse effects of the vaccine. And I only feel comfortable saying the word vaccine now because they lightened up. Why? Because of the Twitter files, because of Elon Musk buying the Twitter file, buying Twitter and running through all. The documents to find out what really went what really happened. If it wasn't for him, we would not have known these people. We felt it. We knew they was doing something, but we would not have proof. And then you get stupid people that say, "Oh, you a conspiracy theorist? There's no such. They're not censoring you. No one's interested in what you're talking about, right?" Yeah, I believe that. Psych. Psych. Get back to this, man. Hmm? Where was we? The only criteria was that no one else had the seeds first. This led to the corporations taking the seeds from the seed banks designed to protect genetic diversity and going to the patent office to register ownership. It is reckoned that Monsanto alone owns more than 11,000 seeds and rising. It has reached such ludicrous and outrageous levels that when the non-GM farms are contaminated by genetically modified seeds blown from elsewhere. Right now, watch this. You have to understand what they're saying. You have to understand what they're saying. Monsanto went and got a patent on all the seeds that they had collected. As many as possible as that they could get. As many possible as they could get, they went and got. Later on, it became a game of big bank, little bank, right? So Monsanto, it would seek out the the smaller companies that had the seeds and say, I'll buy those seeds from you too for this. And then they got those patents. I'll buy your seeds. How many seeds you got? I'll buy those too. Right? But here's the thing. They didn't all have to be genetically modified. They just, if you claim them, if you was able to claim them by the patent office first, you own them now. You own them now. So I just want you to understand the setup that was about to take place. Because suppose you had natural seeds on your farmland at this point. And then Monsanto sent some investigators on your farmland to find out, oh, the seeds that you're going. Yeah, I had patent those, beloved. So uh, by law, you can't even sell this stuff no more. You're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, yo, do y'all understand the craziness that I'm telling you right now? <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I sent that to the patent office um, actually five months ago. And I just noticed you've been over here selling crops that... um. Technically I own, beloved, so I don't even want you to sell my stuff anymore. Legally, you cannot. So what do I do with all this? Ah, man, that's crazy. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I would buy from you, but I'm not in the business of buying produce or crops and stuff like that. I just I own the seeds, beloved. I own the seeds. That's it. Damn. Uh, I could reach out to my man sometime. He's looking for thousands of pounds of produce and seeds that uh. all I know is that I don't want you to use my stuff no more, bro. And then they take you to court. Next thing you know, the court tell you, yeah, you got to get rid of all of that. My Santo owns that now. Let me get a break. Drink this coffee. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Thank you for that 20 second break. That was well deserved. It is recognized, it is reckoned that Monsanto alone owns, okay. More than those seeds, farms contaminated genetically, mountain blown elsewhere. Even a passing truck. The corporations are taking the farmers to court for illegal use of their patented seed without a license. You understand? I put a patent on that, bro. You can't use it. This is happening to increasing numbers of farmers including Percy Schmeiser in Canada, who was well known for developing his own seeds. Monsanto went into his land without his knowledge or permission and then issued a lawsuit for his use of his patented, of his patented and genetically modified canola seeds that had blown onto his land. It didn't matter how unjust and crazy it was. The court gave judgment in favor to Monsanto. Why? Because the corporations through the control courts as they control the politicians who allowed all of this happen in the first place. Percy Scheimster was a force to, de- look, he was forced to destroy a thousand pounds of seed that he and his wife had developed over decades. Because they have been contaminated by the unwanted Monsanto variety. That is crazy, beloved. His wife said, Monsanto comes along when we have worked for all these years. And they just want to take it away just like that. They can just come and do anything to the farmers. Just like they own them. And it's really upsetting. And I feel they have taken our rights away and our privacy. We are not the only ones they have done it to. There are many others. Why are they prosecuting so many of these little farmers when they are only worth a couple hundred thousand? That's a great question. I see George is in the house. Shout out to George Benarkas. He's in the house. That's a great question. Why are they prosecuting so many little farmers? I'm unraveling this for y'all today. Shout out to the people that want to see through take the veil off their eyes, man. And understand, I called it unraveling the matrix. I've called this, this from a youth, right? but actually that's a lot since the movie came out and I understood what the movie was trying to say. Then I came up with this concept shortly after that and I started calling my research unraveling the matrix because I could not articulate what I was trying to do. I just knew. And back then there was no internet. So I'm trying to go to the library, but a lot of times i You know, the barbershops that I would go to, these guys were readers. I didn't like rowdy barbershops. So I would go to, you know, the barbershops that tended to resemble the ones that my mother brought me to when she did bring me to a barbershop first. And those guys were gentlemen, right? And as I got older and I choose my own barbershop, it was more or less. Let me see what the vibe is like in this joint. So these barbers, and shout out to Hugh Gordon. He's passed away. He was an amazing artist. And he was one of the first barbers that was like always naming books every time I sat down in this chair. And I read, I read this, and I read Soul on Ice, and I read this, the destruction of a black civilization. And you know, this is where I learned these books from, my barbers. But when I say barbershop talk is, you know, a lot is now it's barbershop talk, but barbershop talk back then was was compared to the nation of the gods and the earths. You know, the reason I like the nation of gods and earths, I am not, by the way, nation uh god body. But I grew up in New York and If you grew up in New York, any, you know, during my era, you knew about various things. You knew about Noble Drew Ali, you knew about Clarence the 13th, Father Allah, you knew some lessons. You know what I'm saying? You not you didn't have to be God body. Just the people you was around. It was going to rub off, bro. So you could be Christian. But then, like, in reality, if you're from New York, you got at least one friend with his family. He was brought up Muslim. Right. And that Muslim got different. It ain't all just, oh, I'm Muslim. You know. You got different variations. So I had friends that was Sunni Muslim. I had friends that was God body. And everyone feels it's the right, right? My girlfriend was Jehovah's Witness. Everyone feels they're right. My family was heavily apostolic. Everyone feels they're right. One of my girlfriends once was Israelite. She was like the Israelites. They taught me a lot. The Hebrews, right? They taught me a lot. I didn't believe what they were saying until later on in life. And I was like, damn, they was right. It was telling me a lot. I did not have that many people that knew about Egyptology at all. Or the history of any of those things. Right. But again. Growing up in my time, you, you had to go to the library. You had to show and prove when you go to that barbershop. That's why I kept going back to the barbershop. Because you had to tell the book you got it from. And if these cats was nasty like that, they'll tell you the page. When you looked at one, this it was this one cat, he couldn't cut for nothing. He could not cut. He was garbage basudo. But when he opened up his books, he was nasty. It's markings everywhere. He could talk to you. He could talk that lingo because he read more than he cut hair. He was garbage. You understand? Was... <laughs> they should have just paid him to be like for knowledge in the corner. Like, yo, just come over here and get knowledge from the. <laughs> you're going to get knowledge and you're going to get a haircut. He was good for conversation. Heineken salute to you, bro! Shout out to Heineken seven one eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> young know, splashing is crazy. That's a fact. Only mothers that had no concern for their child's their child's haircut. You understand? He barely they barely made it to the barbershop. It was probably some special event. I'm sitting there and I'm watching the main guy, the head barber, gas this new parent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My man right here could cut. I can't say anything. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. You just put her son in the chair with this. You know daggone well he only good at kicking knowledge, bro. And you about to mess up my lesson, right? Damn. I just I only came here. I don't even really need a cut, bro. I just came here to get knowledge today. You out here giving cuts to this. <laughs> you giving cuts to this dude. He going to get quiet. I don't even need to cut. I'll come back next week, bro. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro Because you could barely cut, Lord Nah, nah my, my barber was nasty All my barbers was nasty Big Greg Big Greg was the first person I seen put the powder Right? Powder's a big deal all across the states right now, right? I get haircuts in Atlanta when I go out there All everywhere See the dudes using the powder, the powder, the powder Big Greg, man He was the first one. Am I giving the credit to Big Greg for doing that? Yes. Is it true? I don't know. I'm just, I'm freestyling history right now. You understand? I figure if the white man could do it, I could do it too. You understand? He's out here freestyling. He just said he doesn't want to. (laughs) CRT, man. Critical race theory. We don't want to teach none of that. We don't want to teach none of it. They just got rid of history in all the schools and they just replaced it with transgender education. That's bananas to me. (laughs) It's bananas. Oh boy. So the wife of the farmer was pretty much asking why are these, why are they prosecuting these little farmers, man? Right? We only worth a, a couple hundred hundred thousand. They're, they're a national company. Is it greed or is it that they want control of all the seeds? That's what she asked. The answer is both. It is another front in the war against independent and see diversity, all diversity. The shamans lost all their retirement money and the legal cause fighting the case. Imagine that this is just sad, bro. That's, this is crazy. Right. And for you people that were not for you, for you viewers, Bruce. I don't know. You people, that sounded harsh, right? For you people, it just sounded harsh. I had to double back right there for a second. I didn't like how that sounded. For you viewers and supporters who just came in the room, obviously you know who I am, but we're talking about the history of patenting seeds and how this led to genetic engineering on a whole, right? Now, if... I was you I would go back and check the replay because I kind of went into some things oh we had two hours right now damn I'm not even done almost I think we got about twenty more minutes left but we we definitely spoke about the evolution of what led up to seed patenting in the first place, and how, how in Europe, there was programs set up that would pay farmers for whatever they produce, whatever they produce, it didn't matter, and then that created a bubble, as you can imagine, right, because you have to put yourself in the um position of saying, if I was a farmer, and right now, if you was a farmer, And somebody knocked on your door and was like, yo, whatever you... I just wanted you to know, whatever you grow, we're going to pay for. Like, you don't have to worry about selling it or nothing. Just let us know how much you sold and ship it to us and we'll buy it. And we'll send you an invoice. And you're like, wait, say that again? Say it in front of my wife. You know, we got to check with the wife to make sure it is what it is. She's the wisdom, beloved. Stop disrespecting your wife all the time. Yeah, she gets out of hand, right? Because it's all over the place with her. But the thing is, that's the tricky part. If you shut her down all the time, you're going to shut her down at the wrong time. And she is the wisdom. So you have to find a balance to let her talk. Because sometimes, sometimes when she know that you you giving her too much, you know, you're giving her some props for, for being the wisdom, she's all over the place with it. Like, yo, chill, chill. She's over, she's abusing her power. Don't want you to go out with your friends. Like, come on, man. Easy. Easy. But, you know, my wife let me go to work one time on my day off. Dead serious. My wife let me go to work on my day off, right? We was living in the Bronx. Tremont and Randall. I would have to catch the. Express bus. Down to. What is that? Third Avenue. Something like that. Wherever this. Where the the hell did that express bus go? Now I'm thinking about it. The hell did that express. No, that express bus went all the way down. So if I caught the train. No, I'm thinking if I was driving. If I drove, I would go down to. um. The hell is that? I, th- I want to say um, 30, I don't know. And I would catch the um. I would park my car in the parking lot if I can't find a parking space. And then I would have to get on the train. Either way, I have to get on the train. I caught the express bus, get on the train go down to Wall Street. Bowling Green. I always say Wall Street because it's easier for everyone to remember. Bowling Green, where the bull is at down there. I get down there. No one's down there, which is not really... It's not that rare because my department, me, I work by like literally. Well, I wasn't the only one on my department, but the time shift I worked, I worked three to 11. And I'm going to show you guys pictures of that office. It was a dope office. But I promise you, if I didn't move, like say it hit nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. And I don't move my hands. All the lights are shutting out on that floor. I'm the only one there, right? That's why I stopped coming to work like that. That's a lie. I stopped coming to work like day five. But we'll get into that a whole nother, story, a whole nother time. I just figured out early. There's no need for me to be here. Everything I did had required internet. Everything I did required internet. Which meant I could do this from anywhere. And I did. There was times I was definitely at Roof Chris Steakhouse with my computer open, but i had haters that followed me around i had this one russian kid followed me around for one year straight just to find out where i was sitting at and then left the department because he because he said my boss can't control his workers and He doesn't doesn't even know where they sit at. Oh, bro, you sound like a hater right now because you come to work every day. I don't, bro. Either way, my wife, I go down there. Nobody's down there. It feels irregular. I'm like, yo, babe, nobody's down here. It's crazy. She's like, yeah, nobody's going to be down there. You, You don't work today. Yo. What you talking about? You don't work today, Jamel. It's a holiday. So why you let me leave the house? Because you told me stop talking so much. Yo, so to prove a point, you let me go all the way to work. Well, maybe next time I talk, you'll listen. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. (laughs) What's your problem? You told me stop talking so much, so? Oh, my gosh. I meant on other things. Well, maybe you just... You know what? From then, I just let her go, bro. I'm going to keep it real with you. Just go. Just whatever you want to talk about. Whatever. And I'll learn to mentally decipher if I need to hear this right now. Or I'm going to have to tune you out, babe. You understand? And that's why... why she loves telling me about her day. Because I learned to nod my head. You understand? I'm on autopilot. Make a few faces. Some noises. What? It's crazy. I just hope that I'm putting these sound effects at the right time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm just on autopilot. Word. You washing dishes, you look back at me once in a while and you're like, really? Mm, mm. I have no idea what's going on. I'm thinking about other stuff. I'm on autopilot and I hope that these theatrics are fitting in at the right time because my daughter catches me all the time doing it to her. I'm like, that's great. She was like, it is daddy. That's great. I'm like, wait, repeat what you said one more time. <laughs> My wife catch me sometimes. Not as often as my daughter. Because my daughter does Philly busters on purpose. She does them on purpose. She just knows to... My daughter does a Philly buster... Yo, nobody could do a Philly buster like her, man. She's just going to come in and she's going to talk you to death because she knows it's no annoying the crap out of you. She's making up things on the fly, but she's like... She's just... Like, uh, is the internet connected to your brain right now? What are you talking about, bro? And she's going to do that until you just tap out and be like, yo, shut up. Get out of here. Go. Get out of (laughs) here. And then she just laughs and she walks away. But if you try her, right, and just let her talk, okay. She's with it. She got time for it today because she has time for it today. She could just talk for hours about nothing. She practices. Right? I say, yo, I got you a phone and you don't even call me. She don't call me. You know why? I figure she don't call me because when she do call me, it's all about a filibuster, yo. She's just calling me to get my blood pressure up That's when I feel old, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking? She just starts laughing. I'm like, yo, shut up. I mean, I just bang it on her. Bang it, bang it. Get out of here. (laughs) She just does it. And I'm old. She makes me old. (laughs) Anyway, honor your wisdom. You understand? You got to work it out the way you're going to work it out in your marriage, in your relationship. (laughs) because once your wisdom she is the wisdom no that part i'm not i'm not freestyling on she's looking to see everything that you don't see we have different roles we have different roles right so here we have the wife it's crazy This farmer and his wife, they lost their retirement money fighting Monsanto. And this is early, right? Because now we would have known you can't beat Monsanto. How are you going to beat Monsanto? But they didn't know back then. Rodney Nelson, a farmer in North Dakota, was another Monsanto victim. He said that every farmer he had spoken to had been targeted by Monsanto had told the same story. This is this is this is heartbreaking. There's no other way to put that, man. There's no other way to put that, right? Because like I said at the beginning of this video, what they did was they developed programs that said they would buy up all produce. So as the people started to get happy extend their business plan, extend their, 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 their budgets. They started buying land. They started buying equipment. A lot of this equipment is very expensive. You talk about $200,000 for a piece of equipment all the way up, right? They're out here buying equipment to level land, to knock down trees. They're extending, and they figure the more land I buy, The more produce I could I could farm and it's automatically being brought by the government. Then the government comes after they set you up. You overextend it. Right. Right in the middle. You being overextended. They say your program is longer available. You like, wait, what? What's going on? They're like, yeah. And you got to find your own buyer for your produce. Uh, We can't buy all your produce no more. It's over. Now you stuck. You can't find nobody to buy your produce. You're not making money. You can't pay your workers. You're not all stress, crazy stress. And then what did the what did the companies come in and do? What did Monsanto come in and do? They came in and brought up all your land, right? Wicked. Now, Monsanto wasn't even supposed to be on these people's lands testing their land, but you're not about to beat that, right? They, could, they got so much money they could pay sheriffs. They could pay judges. You ain't about to win. Not, nah, not, not an overextended farmer. You're not about to win. It's a wrap. Monsanto had arrived to test their crop, and, the, and those with nothing to hide thought little of it until a year later, when their astonishment, Monsanto said they had found their patented seeds variety on their land. Now, if you know, again, if you don't know how they got those seeds, you have to watch the replay at this point. The delay of a year meant the plants were not available for them to challenge the claim. Hmm. Damn. Monsanto told Nelson that they had tested all. 1350 acres of his soybean crop. But when it was pointed out in a subsequent legal case that to do this would have meant gathering one sample continuously every 20 seconds, they changed their story. They had, they said, only taken a handful. In short, they were making it up. Of course. It didn't matter how Monsanto's genetic altered canola got into the field. Whether it cross-pollinated or blew in by the wind or by birds or by insects or animals or falling off a farmer's truck or carbine or so on. It did not matter. If there was some plants there, I had violated Monsanto's patent, even though I didn't want it in my field. Yeah. Yeah. Because they brought up all the free patent, all the free seeds, which should have never been allowed on earth. He ruled that any farmer that has a conventional plant, it doesn't matter what kind of plant. If it is a seed, a tree, if it gets cross pollinated with Monsanto's gene against your wishes and against your property. My plant becomes Monsanto's property. This is cold bloody. Now stop and think what that means for farmers all over the world. Farmers, gardeners, anything to do with life-giving form. That shows the power of a patent law over the farmer's rights. Not only the farmer's rights, beloved. We're talking about just humanity, bro. At what point did we think it was a great idea to allow men, mainly men, and mainly white men, but that is neither here or there, right? I don't want to throw noise into the conversation. These individuals that that look like humans But when did we think it was a good idea for them to patent life, genetically anything, right? Now, like I said before, the laws was changed that anything that was genetically engineered inside of a plant, inside of an animal, inside of a human being, these corporations now own that entity. If they change the genetics of it, well, party people, mRNA changes your genetics. Party people, United States of America is indeed a corporation, and we will be going over that on Sunday. We will be, I just decided we will be going over that on Sunday. Because tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we're going over the power of words and, and, and word magic. So I'm actually going to call this part two. But I think I would have more fun not doing part two tomorrow, but part two on Sunday. All right. We're almost at the end of this video. We're not done yet, though. I just I got one more bombshell to drop and then we're done. One farmer suggested there was not a single field in Western Canada that has not been contaminated by Monsanto's genetically modified canola. And, that the whole, I, and that's the whole idea. That was the reason for the trials in the UK ordered by Tony Blair, the biotech industry's man in Downing Street, throughout his 10 years as prime minister. See this is a global effort. This was had nothing to do with one nation. They only we only know what they allow us to know, right? But these men they sit in rooms and then they go off and they do their assignment. So the president of this corporation over here the United States he does his thing, Tony Blair does his thing, Justin Trudeau does his thing. It's all It was all an effort for a one world agenda. And now if you don't believe that, then obviously you just don't want to see nothing. You don't want to believe nothing. It's happening right in front of your face and you still don't want to believe nothing. One of the most active funders of the GM research genetically modified research, has been the Rockefeller Foundation, which will surprise no one who has read this far. Well, it does not surprise us. And I tell you guys all the time, the Rockefeller Medicine Men uh, really changed the way the health system as we know it exists. But the health system as we know it has counterparts which is pharmaceutical and food and insurance they all go together food control the most sinister development of all are the terminator seeds this is crazy right here i never even heard of terminator seeds bro the most sinister development of all are the terminated seeds that die after a single use and cannot be reused to produce seeds for the next year's crops. Why would you create something like this? That's crazy. The United States government has been funding the research since the Reagan-Bush administration in 1983. And if you didn't know the true motivation, you see, let's just stop right there, man. There's so much stuff going on. This is just crazy. Because while they're funding the CIA to run in and out of countries, bringing in cocaine and landing the co- the cocaine here in America, you do you understand the system that you have to have going on to run these type of projects? They got whole cocaine deals going down that the government has going down. The government, that's not conspiracy. That is not anything I need to say alleged. This was already, just go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and look up the Iran-Contra scandal. So y'all was able to run these I don't know what you call them, man. I'm going to call them projects for lack of a better word right now, right? He was able to run these projects where you had the CIA running around buying Trading guns for cocaine, and then you bring the cocaine into the United States, and then somehow the black community is affected most by this cocaine, and then you benefit from it because either they're dying, which is, I guess, great for you because you didn't really care for them anyway, or you're locking them up. The ones that live. Right? you're produce you're creating some type of programs where it look like that oh, we really care for you this that, and the third, but really it's more ways to take advantage of them and their children and put their children in homes and you you know the funding is there. It's just that the right monitoring and overall direction and sustainability for these programs are not really created for the health of the children. So that's gonna have an effect on them as they become adults, right, and then they're put into society, and eventually they will just be not equipped enough to be incorporated into a functioning society, which you will gladly take them into your private prisons and make millions off of their bodies each contract anywhere from forty to seventy eighty thousand dollars. Does this sound about right? (laughs) And to to know that you had all of that going on, plus, plus, (laughs) you had all type of funding and research going on to produce... Terminator seeds? Seeds that don't reproduce? Why would you create something like that? Well, Jamel, the same reason we paid Wuhan $10 million to do gain of function research, create viruses for biological warfare. But if it leaks out, it could hurt our own citizens as well. And leaked out does definitely have two air quotes around that. It would seem inexplicable that a government would seek to develop a technology that threatened to turn farmers and whole nations into slaves of the seed corporation. Willard Phelps, a spokesman for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, said the aim was to establish the wildest possible use of terminated seeds to increase the value of proprietary seed owned by U.S. seed companies. Okay. Okay. Let's just stop right there for a second and understand the corporate greed. Just to make sure that we have this right. I got to stop soon because I ran out of coffee and I want something to drink. But I just want to make sure I got this right. So the lawmakers made it legal to go and patent any seat. And the people with the most money and the best interest, the most interest, ran out Monsanto and got as much seeds as they wanted. Then, instead of just, you know, saying using this that would benefit the whole entire earth, they got evil and Diabolical on us And they said Well we will resell our seeds to people But we don't want anyone else To Kind of like Keep us out Of making money Right We don't want them to go And grow their own seeds Secretly And No 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 no. We're going to make it so you can't do that We're going to create something called The Terminator Seed that doesn't even grow back next year. So when you grow the crop, you have to come back to us next year and you have to buy, purchase. That is diabolical. That is diabolical. That's a fact, splashing. That's diabolical. All right. As long as we understand what's happening, let's go ahead and finish reading this and finish up this video, man. We almost done. And I'm going to read that again just in case anyone did not catch that. I'm going to read it a little bit slow and then I'm going to continue on. Willard Phelps, a a spokesman for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, said the aim was to establish the widest possible use of Terminator seeds to increase the value of proprietary seed owned by the USC companies and to open up new markets in second and third world countries. Henry Kissinger's words in the 1970s captured the motivation. Control the oil and you control the entire continent. Control food and you control people. The suicide seeds were developed by, with taxpayer money. In a joint operation between the United States government and a company called Delta Pined Land, Delta Pine Land, which was reported to have had a rather famous investor, Queen Elizabeth II. So this company called Delta and Pined Land. Um. Allegedly, Queen Elizabeth II was one of the biggest investors in this company. The largest shareholder has been the Stevens Group in Arkansas, controlled by Jackson Stevens, the major bankroller of Bill Clinton's deeply corrupt political career. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Bill Clinton was in on that um, drug money that came through in the 80s. Yeah, a lot of that cocaine landed in his airstrip, Mina airstrip, right there in Arkansas. Yep, allegedly. Now the punchline. In August 2006, it was announced that the that Delta and Pine had agreed a $1.5 billion deal to sell its operation and terminated seed patents developed with taxpayer money to Mon. Santo. That has been my show. Um, chances are. I'm going to try something new. I might take this show down. And I'm going to create a short, I'm going to see how it works, playing with some new AI technology right now, right? So if you hear, you hear. So God bless the people that stay. And then, you know, you get anything from it. Um. That's my cash app right there. If you want to send any blessings my way, feel free. If not, don't feel bad. You understand? I think we had a good show. I had a good time. That being said, I'm going to handle my business. You understand? Shout out to Splashing. He was here the whole time. Double R. Shout out to Double R. My man, George Benarcus, came in the building. Shout out to Heineken718. He was here. I seen Millie here for a second. Um, Shout out to the ambassador, Sonia Smith. She was number one here. Shout out to Trisha. Just want to make sure we shout out the Queens. Uh, Millie, Trisha, Sonia. Pamela Gatson. She was definitely here. I remember her. Shout out to Pamela. Allegedly, that might have been yesterday. But shout out to Pamela either way. Yeah. Now, I thought about coming on tonight, but I'm not, you know, I, it's different energy in the night. It's just different energy in the afternoon, and I think we got to give those people their space. You understand? So we let the afternoon have their, those people have their space. Unless I get something hot and spicy. That's worth an afternoon energy, a a Friday afternoon energy. But chances are, more than likely, nah, I'm not going to do it. All type of playoffs and stuff is going on. I'm not going to do it. But you definitely want to check with your boy around 9.30 tomorrow morning. You understand? And we'll be back dropping knowledge for the next two days. I'm here for it. Please share this button share this page on your facebook i did pretty good today i don't think i, I can't remember but i really don't think i used any profanity okay yeah yeah you, you the next one okay i'll give you guys that and check this out i will um I will be off way before the next play, Splashing, Don't worry about that. I will be off by um, twelve o'clock. Facts. Won't even play no. I won't even play no games with you, with the playoffs. You understand? It won't be no two hours and twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I'm not gonna play no type of games. I know you need an hour just to set up your snacks. said I got record and make no mistake when when Splashin say he got record it is the old record it is a VHS record don't I know you like now nah, he's probably talking about the cable so he's he's trust me he's not trust me he has a VHS record and he thinks he's hot stuff because he got it automatically to set up, remember when they had the automatic you could you could time your v h s to record it oh, they thought we thought we was hot stuff, huh? No, we got it set up to record oh, my grandfather thought he was hot stuff no nah, no nah, this 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 v h s record hey, yeah, record when you I just set the buttons pop bop, bop, bop. Oh. All type of Oprah shows is being recorded for my grandmother. She's not missing one Oprah show. (laughs) Nothing on the masses. He's not even concerned. You understand? He just want to get home to finish watching this Oliver North case. That's what Splashing got at the crib. I'm telling you right now. He's like, nah, I'm pretty sure he got, everyone has cable now, Saladin, not Splashing. Lord, trust me. Just take my word. Of this. He's definitely got the VHS at the crib. Yo, <laughs> shout it out. I think it was a great show, Double R2, man. I appreciate it, man. He said everything. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, Reagan, don't get me started on Reagan, man. Don't, please, don't get me started on this guy. Yo, y'all have a blessed day. I got some work to do. I'm going to holler at y'all later, all right? Peace, blessings, love. You understand? I'm praying love in all of y'all lives. Um, whatever is not of the... Frequency and of the spirit that y'all are on. I'm praying that outside of your life right now. You understand? So, you know, that's what, that's, th- those are the type of frequencies our ears need to hear. Abundance of money, you know, um, mental health, uh, physical health, um, family harmony, overcoming addiction, yeah joy peace laughter words have power words have so much power and it hurts my heart to see how they put they they, they, they allow the these words to be over certain music and tracks right and they put it out and then our people walk around in the trance And we take so much pride in toxicity and and, and dysfunction. And if we listen, just listen to the new song. There's a new song. I I, I guarantee you that girl's from Brooklyn, right? She sounds like a man. The past three girls that came out of Brooklyn sound like men. That's the new thing. Females that sound like men, they're talking crazy, right? But this last girl that came out, Right, They're about done with you dudes. They're about done with the dudes because all the dudes is going to jail and the dudes is catching on. Now, come on, man. If you can't see their game, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? You understand? It's crazy. What if Poker Face Society was really a mystery school? What if Poker Face Society was really a mystery school and we just on the lowest level right now, beloved, it? You understand? Why would I start on the 33rd level if nobody understands? I got to see who understands what I'm even talking about. What are we doing here? We're going to talk about the power of words tomorrow, though, but it's crazy. They're going to attack them every time and they're attacking our people right now with with, with word magic and spells right now. And they got them feeling like the more dysfunction they talk about, we taking pride. She's talking reckless on the on the song, too. And a lot of people feeling like, yo, this is a hot, that's a hot song, Saladine. Nah, man, I don't understand, bro. This is f-. I know you don't understand, beloved, but I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. She ain't talking about nothing that's going to build up our people to be strong. She's actually talking crazy about us going against each other, right? Because she for on sure ain't telling us to go against our oppressors. Nah. She's saying if you sound nice and you sound get out of New York, you sound this ain't this ain't for you. Who said that you had any type of authority to give a narrative, though? Because you sound tough. So they removed the dudes and now they got the women there, right? So they in the elevator, her girl got on the whole blood set uh, starter kit. You understand? Y'all done sent all of the people 6ix9ine sent to jail. They all locked away. I heard Nuke got hit up the other day. He turned Muslim. Yeah. So they're gonna tell you, man. The realest, yo. The realest gonna hold it down. The realest wanna be the jail and all this. That's what it was. That I, I'm looking at this girl. She has on a, a, a half. Um, it looked like some leather. What do you call that? It begins with a D, right? I don't know. It's she had on this half leather punk rock outfit. She was very skinny. The girl, and she got on a red bandana set. Jeez. Yo, bro. You keep on playing around, baby girl. You're going to go exactly where you want to go. I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. Yes. Yes. Yes, Scarlet. (laughs) That's who I was talking about. That's her name. Scarlet. I listen to it and I... I, Sometimes I force myself to listen, right? Because I got to know what's going on. But I ain't going to lie. It's like if Superman... If you put kryptonite to Superman, it just burned my soul, bro. It just burned my... And I'm just like, damn. But... It ain't just like damn disappointing. It's like my soul is like, yo, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to hear none of this. And I'm like, yo, we got to listen for a second. See what is going on. Scarlet talking crazy in there. Everybody reposting it. Feeling like the toughest New Yorkers in the world because they run around listening to toxicity. Let me tell you something. Just because you run around and you listen to toxicity and you say you street and this, that, and the third, it does not make you Any tougher than anybody? It don't make you more street. The real street people are the ones who have accepted. I know, I'm a street person, Saladin. And guess what? Saladin knows the difference ASAP. You understand? Never mind all having a nine to five, your credit score right. You understand? You don't get involved in none of that. You don't don't teach your kids none of that, but you're going to get on the internet and you're going to push that all day. Yo, you can lie to some people, beloved, but please miss me. Please miss me. That's all I'm saying. There's some people out here really living that lifestyle, and you're going to love the life you live, and you're going to live the life you love. And those are the people I respect, believe it or not. You think I don't respect those people? Nah, I do respect those people. I do respect them. I I rock with them before I rock with you. I tell you that. Why? Because they ain't changing, bro. This, they know who they are. They have knowledge of self, bro. They have knowledge of self. It's you that's out here pushing this, right? You living a totally different life. You uh, you out here representing yo, yo, real. When it comes to this internet, you the first, yo, yo, yo. But then when you go into your real life, it is totally something different. Who's you playing with, bro? Because if I go to their world, yo, that's their life day in, day out. They they really living this, bro. Right? So guess what? Scarlet might really be living this. She's talking that because she really lived this. And me and her are not on the same frequency for a number of reasons. I have put in enough work in my life to surpass that, that frequency. I have I can't unknow what I know unless I hit my head and catch amnesia. Other than that, I already know the power of magic at this point. And my biggest obstacle is actually persuading people or packaging up these ideas that will allow them to understand because when I give it to them they're not even going they're not even gonna believe that I'm telling the truth why because they never heard this before. Saladin you over here freestyling bro but wait till tomorrow Wait till tomorrow we're gonna see if Saladin is freestyling or not so therefore just because I got a good beat I cannot not when you're talking crazy like that. But for the other people that's on your frequency, it doesn't feel any type of way. But guess what? It's vice versa, too. When they try to listen to me, they get bored. They say, this is boring. You ain't talking about nothing. It hurts their soul. It hurts their brain. This is whack, bro. I'm going to keep it real, Zaladin. Your shit was just boring, beloved. You ain't talking about nothing. And it would take me being wise to understand how they feel. So you know what I do? I throw in a smile and say, I understand, beloved. You're right. And that's it. I ain't going to argue with you. My show is whack for you. It is very boring to you. Thirty years later, they're looking up Saladin. <laughs> let him let him go, let him go do two dimes in prison. Huh? All of a sudden you came out, you're Muslim. Yo, Saladin, I was listening to you inside, beloved. What? You know I was talking to you before you went inside, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember that you was trying to get me, but I had to go my own way. Yeah, you are absolutely right. You had to go your own way. But I'm glad you back out here in the free world. Hmm. Yo. Look more see? Go ahead and do your business. i catch you out tomorrow. Peace out. Dean.